Thank you. Well, it is, it is a historic day because what we are announcing is that laying the groundwork for the community meeting we're having on the 20th with the China, Chinatown Community College Center with the neighborhood to talk about what will be the first sober permanent housing, supportive housing hotel, not simply in San Francisco, not simply in California, but I believe the nation. And I've had some media say to me, well, how do you know it's the first in the nation? And I've researched it. I haven't found another one that is permanent supportive housing that is sober. And what is interesting is that we have over 8,000 single adults living in permanent supportive housing in San Francisco, not one building for sober hotels. That's quite an imbalance. And that's what this project here would, would, would fill that gap. You know, we did a survey. People were saying, well, you know, people don't want sober hotels. They don't want, they, they want to be the way things are. We did a survey of our existing residents. 450 responded. 71% said they prefer to live in a sober hotel. Think of that for a second. There's people out there saying they speak for the poor and the low income and the cap recipients. And the, but the, the, the recipients themselves want sober housing. And finally, this project would give it. And this project is designed so that people coming in to the hotel have all graduated from recovery programs, 12-month recovery programs, 12-month sober programs, or are existing permanent housing residents, supportive housing, who want a sober environment. So that tells you that there's a groundswell of support for sober living. And finally, it looks like our city is prepared to meet that demand. And I think we're, our hope is that if this is successful and once implemented in the spring, that others will say, Wait, why haven't we done more of those? Because I talk to people all the time, you know, why aren't, why, people can't understand, but what do you mean you don't have a sober hotel? Why don't we? And there is a state law that prohibits state money from going to any homeless program that uses mandated services. And of course, these services are mandated. Uh, I don't understand why we would say that you can't, when you're subsidizing people's rent, you can't require them to have services. And also, I think the residents, the voters, prefer to give their tax dollars to people who are trying to turn around their lives. I did an interview with, with a media person today who told me he turned around his whole life. He was almost dying from alcohol overdose. Now he's a successful journalist. So it's obviously a way to go. And I look around, and I see people like Steve Adami and Richard Beal from my office. And Richard can answer any of the detailed questions you have about what we have planned. And uh, Majid Crawford, who's somewhere here, Majid. Tom Wolf couldn't make it. These are the people. JJ Smith. JJ, where are you? These are the people who have built what has now become a powerful recovery movement. But, and I wish you were here to hear this, but the reality is, without Mayor Breed's support, all of our advocacy for sober hotels would mean nothing. I don't know if it's fair to call the mayor the recovery mayor, America's recovery mayor, but the reality is, is that I really hope that by Mayor Breed taking this bold political step a courageous step when you see people who oppose anything that's different than what we've done. There, any opposition, do anything different. No, we have to keep the way things have been done. It has to be that way. We've always done it that way, even if it's wrong. She had the courage to take the step to say, let's move in a different direction. So if I were introducing her as planned, I would say 
Let's give credit and a cheer to Mayor Breed for having the political courage to take this on. And, and instead, I will introduce the head of HSH, Shereen McFadden. Thank you. Thank you, Randy, and thank you to THC for your partnership with the city on this. Um, I want to um, thank Mayor Bree for her support of this project, and I want to start out by saying this is actually the beginning of our community engagement process. So we're excited that THC will be um, occupying this building and really working to support people through their recovery um, and in their sobriety. But we also know that we need to reach out to the community and, and really hear from the community about what's needed to make um, this building and the people who live in it really good partners and engaged, and engaged partners and engaged neighbors. So we will be starting that process as of today. This is really just us announcing that we are getting ready to do that. Um, I want to thank Mayor Breed for her vision to further diversify the type of housing we provide. I also want to thank the recovery community for your ongoing advocacy for people in recovery in our programs. We hope this new model will better support people in achieving their goals. We all know it's very hard to be in recovery when you're around people who are not like-minded, and we think this is a really um, wonderful new step for us to support people in recovery. I'm excited to stand here in the lobby of our newest permanent supportive housing and first sober living site. And these 150 new units of sober living permanent supportive housing will offer stability and hope for people exiting homelessness and who are in recovery from substance use disorder. This initiative is a testament to the city's commitment to addressing um, the complex needs of individuals experiencing homelessness. And the intent of 935 Kearney aligns with our mission to provide a diversity of safe and stable housing options with the context of housing first for individuals who have experienced homelessness. By offering on-site social services, we can better support people in their recovery journey. Services in a safe, sober living space combined will offer people a chance at stability, an opportunity to rebuild, and a brighter future. Sober permanent supportive housing represents a long overdue expansion of the city's housing first approach. We see this as a national model for a new version of housing first that incorporates sober living as an option for permanent supportive housing residents. Thank you. So Mayor Bree is actually coming. We're able to make it happen. Um, she'll be here momentarily. I would Sorry, like to add one thing. I, I erred in my prior, I forgot to mention Cedric Akbar. Cedric as one of the foundations of our recovery movement. And I think Cedric is our next speaker. So, Cedric. Yeah. All right, good afternoon, everyone. Uh, I thank God that uh, London Breed listened to the community, listened to the people for having more transitional housing to help people get to permanent housing. Um, I was just speaking to one of the people that's here today in the community that live here. And one of the biggest challenges that we should have, because to get this city back on the feet, we have to be able to work together 
each one of us, even with our differences. And uh, Brother Randy Shaw, I will encourage you to talk to the leaders in this community, talk to the merchants in this community to be able to get what they want also in this community and let them be a part of what happens here so they can be an integral part of making this community better. Because I do want to acknowledge you for the way you feel about this and the way you think about this. And I believe we all could be at this table right now to be able to have that discussion. Because one size does not fit all. And what we have to do in this city in San Francisco is stop bickering amongst each other, be able to get our people that's laying on the street off the street and put them back into responsible, effective, and accountability living. And I thank you so much. I'd also want to mention that when you have a building that's the entire building is a sober hotel, there's camaraderie between the tenants. And you know, the biggest problem in SRO hotels is loneliness. We have so many tenants, they're in their rooms by themselves all day. They want to be part of a community. We have a lot of events in the hotel to keep people together. But the meetings that we're having, that we'll be having as part of the recovery process, make people feel they're not alone. So we welcome the support and the talking to the merchants and everyone in the community who wants to help be part of this process so that the hotel is part of the community as well. So does anyone, before the mayor, I'll take some questions before, if anyone has any questions before the mayor comes, go ahead. Um, you mentioned a state law that has prevented yes. this from going forward. Aside from that, why has it taken so long to get something like this in the city? <clears throat> why has it taken so long? I, I think the we didn't have a mayor who supported the recovery movement like this. The drug problem has gotten significantly worse since COVID. And there's just been, I, my own view is this is what we've, the, way, the city's been on a, like a path, but, but I don't know if you want to answer that question. You don't want to blame you. You've only been there for a year or two, but. Uh, I would say it's not a blame as much as most of the funding that we have to support people who have experienced homelessness um, is state and federal funding. And it, we really believe in a housing first, housing first approach. And what that means is we bring people into housing and believe that people then can heal in that housing. And it's very hard to do that before. And we wrap services around that. This is a different model. And it's, and it's very exciting that we're going to be engaging in this model but it's a, it, you know, it's just it. It is a model for people who are already on the path to recovery, who can be supported in an environment. We think we need both, and so you know, the city has been very focused on housing first. We have a lot of that. It generally works very, very well, and this is another option for people who really need to be around other people who are in a recovery community. So. Well, I see. Is Mayor Breed entering? Yeah, I see Mayor, I'm glad you arrived because I had, I had billed you and I still am billing you as America's recovery mayor. You came to Recovery Day on August 18th and you're supporting recovery hotels. You've supported recovery at every step of the way. So you could earn that title, the recovery mayor. You go ahead, Mayor Lendon Breed. Thank you so much, Randy, and thank you to everyone who is joining us here today. Um, we're excited about the possibility of 
a sober living environment for people who have struggled with addiction and are in a situation where it is hard to maintain sobriety because of their environment. And when we were in places uh, like the Tenderloin community and I met with a number of people there, they were looking for other alternatives. And this possible site presents a possible alternative. And let me just say today, we are officially kicking, out, kicking off our outreach efforts. Our goal in looking at this site is to reach out and to reach out to the surrounding community and to talk to the community about what this means. And let me tell you what this means. What this means are people who have been clean and sober for a year having a place to go to maintain their sobriety. It means making sure that the people who are here are not impacting other people's sobriety. And that means that we have plans in place so if someone gets to a, moves to a different direction, our goal is to not throw them out and put them out on the streets, but to take them out of the environment in order to place them in another location that could provide a lot more wraparound supportive services. This facility, our goal in this facility has everything to do with clean and sober living. And so what that means again is having outreach efforts with the merchants and the people who work and live in this community to begin those discussions. There's still a process that will occur that will go through Shireen's Department of Supportive Services. And ultimately, again, it is so critical for us to start thinking about other opportunities and thinking about other locations outside of the Tenderloin community, thinking about places where all people belong in the city and county of San Francisco, and that especially is important for the recovery community. As someone who grew up in public housing where during the height of the crack epidemic and saw lives destroyed and changed and, and saw the lack of support and resources that were really available to help people turn their lives around, it's been critical for us as a city to start thinking about our investments, to start thinking about this community differently and realizing that it is not one size fits all. It is not one program and that is it. It is a multitude of programs. It is sober living. It is sober recovery. It is making sure that we meet the needs of people where they are and we match the people with the kinds of solutions that they need in order to live a clean and sober life. So today represents a part of the commitment that the city is trying to make to reach those goals. And so in addition to the 150 units that are located in this space, what I am excited about are the wraparound supportive services that come with that. Uh, to make sure that we're not just leaving people on their own, but we're continuing to be that resource, to be that partner. Partners like the Salvation Army, Positive Direction Equal Change with Sadrick Akbar, Tenderline Housing Clinic with Randy Shaw, and so many people who care about the work that we need to do as a city to not only talk about our belief in helping people 
to get clean and sober, but what we're investing into that sobriety. And that's what we're here today to talk about, to launch this effort, which includes a community outreach effort. We're so grateful to be here with our various partners. We have so much work to do, we know, but I think a project like this could be a game changer and very transformative and exciting for so many people who deserve a second chance to live a life free and clean and sober in the city and county of San Francisco. Thank you so much. That's why I called you the Sure, yes. And just, just to be clear for the people who are here to, to protest, um, we want to make sure we have an opportunity to sit down and to meet with you and to talk to you about your concerns. And to be clear, this has not been 100% approved today, as I said, is a part of kicking off those outreach efforts, which will definitely occur, because our goal is to not intrude upon a neighborhood, is to be a part of a neighborhood. So we want to make sure that we listen and hear you out. We, we come in peace to have these conversations. We know that there are some people who have not been directly outreached to, but we do want to make that commitment today that our goal is to sit down and be able to have that conversation as we go through this process. And our hope is that you understand that this is not about uh, providing treatment. This is not about providing anything other than a safe, living environment to be clean and to be sober and to contribute to the businesses and the surrounding community and we want to work with you to talk about how we can do that so I want to make that very clear thank you great comments mayor thank you any uh, questions why do you not communicate with us before that press conference right now? why they don't do that ahead I don't see any another bias to our merchants in Chinatown. We don't receive any notice. Why? Well, I'll just say, we're, we're just complying with the legally required notice period. There's a meeting on the 20th. And it's been noticed, I assume. Oh. It, any, why don't we have that, you know, why don't have been in touch with us before that? Uh, one of my questions is. Yeah, I, I can respond to that. Because no we, you know, we're looking for it. Yeah, and, and, and let me just say, um, there is a process associated with this. There still will be a meeting to talk about this where your voices could be heard. There also is a plan to do a robust process to talk to various merchants and community groups. Um, we have been in touch with a number of agencies uh, that are part of this particular community and have gotten a lot of you know, positive feedback as, also, as far as recommendations, which is why this place is looked at as a sober living facility where you have to be clean and sober for at least a year before this is even an option. So the conversation will continue. This won't be the last opportunity. We are here to announce that this is something that we're trying to make happen in the city and county of San Francisco. So I want to be very clear that this is a still an ongoing conversation in order to accept feedback and hopefully um, you know, get to a place where we can all be on the same page uh, with the understanding um, that this is going to be a complex conversation, a hard conversation to have, but we're here to listen and we're here to work with the community. And why we did this before now is to announce what the city is doing to make sure that we are 
expressing that we are committed to providing alternative uh, options for people to have clean and sober living, and this possibility presents itself as an option to do that. Okay, are, there, are there other questions? Yes. Well, hold on. You already asked a question. Let me ask her. Thanks. Sydney uh, uh, Johnson of KQED. I'm wondering if you can say more about exactly what kind of services will be offered and what will happen when relapse does occur. Richard, why don't you, Richard Beal, who will be running our program, Richard, why don't you come here in the microphone and answer that question about what the, Richard Beal, who has, the, he'll be running the program. Yes, what's the question? Uh, what exact services will be offered here and how will relapses be treated when they do occur? Well, every client that comes in, Every client that comes in will have a relapse prevention plan completed within the first 30 days. And we're going to have relapse prevention groups on site. We're going to have support groups on site. We're going to reach out to the 12-step programs. And we're also going to have AA and NA meetings on site as well as other recovery activities. So it's going to be, uh, we're going to have recovery support specialists that are going to be working directly with the clients. And we're going to also have recovery case managers. Hi, Erica, uh, San Francisco B. I have a question about security. Will there be a security detail out in front, whether it's um, uh, the police or anybody else who's going to be patrolling? Well, we don't, there's no security, Nevio, there's no security now, is there? We don't anticipate needing outside security. Okay. I mean, this is going to be a very peaceful hotel, and uh, it's a very peaceful area, so we don't, we don't anticipate any problems. Any other questions? Okay, oh, yes, okay, now. Second question, that's yes. fine. Uh, what still needs to happen for this to come to fruition? Well, there's, a, there's not a social, the Human Services Commission doesn't meet, the, the uh, Homeless Commission doesn't meet till March 7th. So it's March 7th, so there's plenty of time to talk to the merchants and deal with concerns like that. Does it Okay, well, look, if you have any questions you think of afterwards, by all means, we'll be here. If you have technical questions about like, the methods of recovery, Richard Beale is a, is a national expert. He can answer anything and he'll explain it. And otherwise, unless the mayor has more to say. But I do think it's a very special day. I was talking to the LA Times earlier today on another matter, and I said, I hope Karen Bass is paying attention to what London Breeze is doing in San Francisco. So let's hope it comes down to LA after this. Yeah. With the work that we are doing here in San Francisco, we've been able to help over 15,000 people exit homelessness in general. And part of that has everything to do with trying to help address some of the issues that exist. Um, out on the streets of San Francisco, which residents want, residents and businesses, they say they want us to deal with the people who are struggling out on the streets of San Francisco in part of addressing that has everything to do with making sure that we're making investments in possible places like this in order to change people's lives. Um, I believe that we can come together on this. I believe that this could be an extraordinary opportunity to work together and to make sure that we create an environment where the people who live here and the merchants who live here feel that the people who will be a part of this community can be the supporters and protectors of this community. I've seen it happen before in the district that I used to represent where we had a very similar situation. I've seen it happen before at the Embarcadero Navigation Center where people were adamantly opposed to this environment 
And the people who are part of that navigation center, in fact, are the people who protect the merchants and the communities and keep the area clean and free of all the challenges that used to exist there before. So we could look at this as an opportunity to, to come together and to make sure that we are doing everything we can to uplift people while we're also supporting these businesses and uplifting these businesses as well. This could be looked at as an opportunity. Let's not let this be a chance for people to divide us. We've been through a lot during this global pandemic, and as a result, we came together and this city has emerged stronger. We know there's a lot of sensitivity around what had happened two years ago during the rise of anti-Asian hate violence in our city. And in fact, this year, we had looked at the numbers. API hate has dropped by over 90% in San Francisco because people that we worked with, African Americans in this community, Chinese Americans in this city became the ambassadors and the people who protected our seniors on the streets of San Francisco. This is what we want to be able to do, is use this as an opportunity to support this community, to support the merchants, to protect the people who live here, and to make sure that the folks who are part of living at this new environment, that they become embedded in this community in the way that can uplift this community. So I want to be clear, we want to do more than just descend on a neighborhood and not become a part of a neighborhood. We want to work with this community. So you have my commitment in terms of the conversations that need to happen, in terms of the outreach that needs to happen, because we want this to be a win-win situation, and I am hopeful that we can get there. Thank you all so much for being here today. Thank you, and that's all for today. Enjoy the day. Thank you.